Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> Welcome to After Work Drinks, the weekly podcast brought to you by two journalists and best friends, Isabel Truman and Grace O'Neill, who debrief on the week that was over a bottle of red wine. Good evening. (laughs) Hello, Grace. How are you? Good. We're very, very excited because we just launched our Instagram. We did, literally two seconds ago. Two seconds ago. We're like manically refreshing the likes, (laughs) the comments, the follows. I do think we need to turn our phones over for this episode because we're just going to go blank for a second. We would really like it if you would follow Mm -hmm. us immediately. We're Um, not going to be all coy and like, you know, we'd appreciate it. Like, do it. Yeah. (laughs) If it's called about us. After Work Drinks Podcast because right now we're currently in the process of hunting down and trying to kill the inactive user called After Work Drinks. We're literally launching a teacher's pet-esque investigative journalism escapade to discover who owns at After Work Drinks. Yes. Um, if you know who, please give us a tip off. It can be an anonymous tip. We're just desperate for that handle. Mm-hmm. I feel like everything in my life might just fall together if we get that handle. I know. And he's he's never posted one I think follower. he's from Melbourne. He follows just some random K-pop band. Oh. Yeah. God, who is he? I know. I think he's I would, so... care, I would care less if it was like being used for something. But yeah. the fact that it's literally just sitting empty. It's like your dream house. No one's in it. Mm. Doing nothing all the potential things we could be doing with that handle. <laughs> yeah. Like exactly what we're doing now with the yeah, other one. Yeah, but without the podcast yeah. on it. It's yeah. just, anyway. So please follow us. We'd really appreciate it. You'll basically just have more of our banter. Um, yeah, a few selfies. Potentially a few selfies. Some, Hopefully it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> it's going to be so good. Um, anyway, how are you? What's happened this week? I'm good. We're actually recording a little prematurely because mm. I'm going to be in Tasmania when this comes out, mm-hmm. uh, so which I'm excited happened, about. Basically. Yeah, not that much has happened, but um, 
I need to highlight that I got absolutely like ripped to shreds by my boyfriend's mom because mm-hmm. we're going on like a family holiday and she wants to do a ghost tour one night and I was like, no. I was like, fuck I'm that. yeah, I'm not. No, fuck no. that. I just, I feel like I just have the personality of someone that will just like accidentally get possessed on a ghost yeah. tour. Or you'll think it's like part of the ghost tour, but it's actually a murderer. And yeah, and my anxiety is just on edge. Like mm-hmm. I just, I'm just, I know I'm just going to get so frazzled and I'll be like, oh, this is fun. And then when you're known as the person who's scared, people go to extra lengths to scare you. Yes. Anyway, so I was like, hey, um, May. Uh, I don't really want to go on the ghost tour. I'm scared. And then she just replied, KK, pussy. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, so good. Your boyfriend's like, like mum. Absolutely shredded. So good. Anyway, and then she messaged me and said I have to go. So if I'm not alive for the next episode, glad this is recorded. The last one. And everyone knows it was May's fault. Yes. I have actually like listened to and read quite a lot between the last episode and now, which mm-hmm. is good. Hit a lot me. to squeeze in. Um so the first thing is Raven Smith, you know, the Instagram account. No. I feel like I've showed it to you. Mm. He's like the he's like the funniest guy on Instagram. He's hilarious. Like a bit of a Gary Janetti mm-hmm. vibe. Yeah. Um and he's this like good looking tall gay guy that lives in London and his Instagram's just hilarious. Anyway, he was interviewed on Elizabeth Day's podcast, which is called How to Fail. But he's just so... So, I already love him. His second post is Andy from the Fire Festival documentary, as anyone who watched Fire Festival will know. Um, and it says that he's the blowjob king of the world. <laughs> he's the mother I never had. He's the sister everybody would want. He's the friend <laughs> everybody deserves. I don't know a better person. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. And he just talks about, like... He's just one of those weird people who's just very, like, upbeat and lighthearted and kind of doesn't take life too seriously and doesn't get on there and, like, cry or bemoan about anything. He's just very positive. I just loved him. And he has this hilarious anecdote, which I'm going to play to you now. I do think if you look at the way, I think some of the prejudice is getting smarter in a way. I think it's just that job you don't get and you don't know why. I think it's more that than someone being racist to you on the street. So I think ever vigilant. Mm. <laughs> uh, but also I got kicked out of G-A-Y and called the bouncer racist and that definitely was not what was happening wait wait okay <laughs> why yeah. did you get kicked out I was screaming I was doing you know in Toxic when it goes wah, wah, yes. I was like spinning around screaming that and the guy asked me to leave that's outrageous and I was like I wonder why he's asking me to leave <laughs> I think we all know and then I woke up and had to delete those stories right (laughs) (laughs) he's hilarious i love him and then on the opposite side of the spectrum i listened to this like completely horrific harrowing true crime podcast not listening to our advice from last week (laughs) i know broken hearts have you heard you've heard of it right you've listened so i hadn't heard of it until you sent me an Uh, email just being like i'm briefly going to cover this 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 and then as soon as you said broken hearts new podcast i started listening to it today Mm. so good but okay, it's so good. It's it's by Glamour magazine, mm. which is like not random, but kind of random for a true crime podcast. Mm-hmm. It's got that vibe of like, it's not a super deep, sinister like it's a horrible story, but it's kind of done in this more like I think accessible more of it way. Is, it's more of like a mystery than it is a murder. Like it's not a murder podcast, yes, or anything like that. But it's like, well, I mean. It, 
but it is yeah but it's more about this what is another example of something like that i'm trying to think it's like more it's more looking at like the relate so it's this case that happened in the u.s which i can't believe we didn't hear about no it's so horrific Mm. but these two women they're a couple they had adopted six children um three sets of siblings all african-american and they they'd sort of become this like weird viral internet family Mm. like there's a really famous of their son uh, famous picture of their son Devonte. He was the kid hugging the cop in the Black Lives Matter protest, like mm. crying with the hat on. And then she was with the kids, literally in the frame behind Bernie Sanders when that video of him with the bird on the stage came out. There was some other viral, like it's like kind of weird. And they, they, the parents drove their family car with all the kids in it off the side of a cliff. Yeah, and they all died, and they essentially figured out that it was not an accident. Mm. Um, but it it looks a lot at like the relationships with the mothers, the, the role of Facebook, how they curated this very specific Facebook life, and they had this very sinister like secret life, and about how the parents sort of signposted that they were so cool and woke by having these black kids, and then mistreated these kids behind the scenes, and it's it looks a lot more at that, like the family dynamics and the racial things and the technology side than it does look at like mm. grisly murder details. I'm only up to episode three, but I love it. Yeah, it's very – it had it got me feeling very like – I listened to the whole thing one day, which is really bad to do. Mm. And I was like very frazzled and on edge by the – like yeah. Zach came home and I was like, what? Like I was just like, <laughs> like <laughs> losing the plot. But it's amazing. I think it's, it's so interesting because it kind of – the way they like posit it is that Jen Hart, who was the one of the mums, but the main mum, I don't know, like she was the sort she of she was the stay at home mum, and she was the one yeah, who was kind of always out there with the kids, and, and yeah, it just seems like the first case of someone like genuinely going crazy because of social media. Like it mm. seems like she got so she obviously would have had other issues, but she got so hung up in this like Instagram, and, sorry, Facebook persona Mm. she'd created for herself and she'd post things about the kids on the same day that the school had made like an abuse claim because one of the kids came to school with bruises and said that the mum had hit them you know what it was it's just bizarre and wild and I think it looks it talks a lot about this like black saviorism sorry white saviorism thing where like white people love to come in and save the day and brag about Mm. how they help these kids and there was all these problems with the adoption system because a lot of these kids actually had options to stay with their, if not their biological parents, their aunts or grandparents and were taken away from them. And then they ended up with these two women who were like taking them to all these protests yeah. and in front row at things and making them go viral on the internet and being all woke and taking them to festivals. Yes. And all of their friends in it, I sort of, every single time the interviewers being like, did you not notice something was up? Did you not mm. notice something was weird? They're just like, oh, but look at their Facebook. Yeah, and they're like, only now, like, could you could you do this about anyone if something like this happened? Like, could you go back and reframe everything? Mm. But yeah, you're only doing so it because something's gone wrong. Yeah, it's yeah. just wild. And it's um, really, like, creepy. And it's in it, just this idea of mothers killing children just mm, like it just crazy. puts your skin on edge like it's so rare mm. um so and that that and then i've been reading um i've been reading two books they're both political books but i've been reading the trials of henry kissinger by christopher hitchens which is super heavy going i watched the documentary last week and i've been reading fear 
in the Trump uh, White House by Bob Woodward, who's the guy that broke the like Watergate scandal. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of connected. But the reason I bring it up is because I feel like it's worth remembering that as much as Donald Trump is horrible and we hate him, American presidents have been doing just as bad, if not far worse things for a long time, but have just been smart enough to do it secretly. Yes. <laughs> like the, the Kissinger stuff is all about the Vietnam War. And Nixon did stuff like he secretly sent troops into Cambodia, even though they weren't at war with Cambodia mm. and just bombed the fuck out of them and killed like tens of thousands of people. And no one found out until like decades later. And he just never got in trouble so for it. No crazy. one knew. And it, I'm like, that is just categorically worse Mm. than anything Trump has done since he's been in office. That doesn't mean Trump hasn't done anything wrong. But it's like, I feel like we're so hung up on like Donald Trump is the worst thing that's ever happened. Trump whereas, is like, just playing golf. Yeah, like everything's out in the open with him. Like <laughs> but we he's know also everything just, stupid that he's doing. He's like fixated on building a wall and that's not <laughs> happening. And so he's just playing golf and making the government shut down. Yeah, like it's... There's so, nothing going on behind closed doors because he's not yeah, going to be at work. It was just kind of a nice, not a nice reminder, but a reminder that we should... We get very hung up on like now, like we think now is the worst time ever. Now is the worst thing that's ever happened. And it's like there have been more corrupt, more insane, more like villainous Mm. leaders in America in the last 50 years. Vice. Yeah, right. And even them convincing that member of the presidential. God, what's it called? You know, the guy who has to. To give the speech and say that they're like very sure oh, that there's weapons yeah. of mass destruction, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he later called it the most horrible moment of his life. Colin Powell, yeah, 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 yeah. like literally, it's so crazy. They made Ooh. him stand up, and he was like, "I don't believe that it's right to go to war. I don't believe that this is happening." And they forced him to do that. Yeah, and, and it was then a lie. That led to the Vietnam. Oh, sorry, the Iraq War, mm. and that literally had these effects where like thousands and thousands well, and no, thousands and then the, thousands of the man who they stood up and they were like he's this massive terrorist mm. and he wasn't at that time he then went on to become famous over there because the americans were talking about him on tv everywhere and yeah. he was the guy that started isis yeah literally they've cre- <laughs> like, he started yeah. isis off the back of it yeah because he he was just like some dumb teenage yeah. like hick and he became a celebrity in the middle east when he he was like oh because America okay. was talking about him as being about him like a like dangerous terrorist because yeah. they needed someone to pin things on. Yeah, this is what I'm like. I'm like, we need to remember that, like, Donald Trump talking about building a wall across Mexico is, like, kind of, like, it's insane, but it's kind of the least physically damaging thing a president has done in, like, quite a lot, you know, in yeah, terms of bad of things. doesn't yeah. make what he's doing right, but I just think we need to, like, keep in mind that, mm. yeah. fucked up things have always happened in politics you know i wonder what kanye will do (laughs) did you see that thing of him today hanging out with like timothy chamelay and who was it oh pete davidson yes and it was some rapper's birthday but i can't remember who it was it was the least important one out yeah kanye kim timothy chalamet and pete davidson yeah it's just so ridiculous Um, What about you? Tell me everything. So I have been, I know I said last week that I got normal people by Sally Rooney. Yes. So we've only had, I've only had two nights at home because we had a night out since we last recorded this and I've Mm. managed to get over halfway through the book (gasps) and I've been like actively thinking about it because I walk to work now and I was like, how do I walk and read? 
at the same time like I just don't want to put it down I love that feeling with a book yeah last night I got home and I was so frazzled (laughs) and I was running around like showering at the speed of the light as if I was late for work or something I was like brushing my teeth as I was packing lunch and doing all this erratic stuff and Anton was like what the fuck is wrong with you and I was like I just need to read my book (laughs) and I yeah and I got into bed and read for two hours it's really really good I love that um so I can't remember if we said this last week on the podcast or not. I always get confused about what, what happens where. I know. But um, she's a Irish author. I think I did say this. And she's 27. She's young, right? Yeah, yeah she's 27. I read and this is her second her. book. Her first book was Conversations with Friends, mm-hmm. which I haven't read. And obviously, I'm going to get straight after this. Mm. Um, and this is based on – it's just it's just based around a relationship. So they meet at high school and Connell is, like, really – popular he's a popular guy at school and marion's the like nerdy kind of friendless one Mm. and they start a secret relationship and then it just like goes through that and it's it's just so good it's written so well and it's sort of like being this age you kind of know exactly what it was like there's there's all these parts where they kind of have misunderstandings and you're like that would exactly happen you know when you don't tell someone exactly how you're feeling and then you want to say this but then you don't and then you end up leaving on like horrible terms Mm. and then it like skips to three months later oh i love that yeah it's really good so i'll lend it to you afterwards oh and maybe i'll buy it at the airport tomorrow yeah because even though i'm only halfway through i'm like there's nothing that could happen in the last half of this book to make me hate it <laughs> you know like Even i'm not gonna hit the point and it's just blank pages yeah, i'm not gonna regret <laughs> recommending this so that's incredible um nothing else that's really happened like i've been well now i'm also listening to broken hearts so i haven't listened to really anything else yeah but um, don't listen to it all at once no <laughs> stagger that shit out i literally went on like the biggest rant we were like don't listen to true crime podcasts they're not great for your mental health mm-hmm. and then like yeah, well, two and then days later i just ripped through it today and you were like i'm feeling really frazzled because of that podcast mm, <laughs> i was literally, just on edge yeah i think they're just they're designed to be so consumable like you well it's like i would be like i'm gonna stop now and then they'd have that little like serial-esque like mm. in the next episode and there was all these sound bites and i was just like what i was just like i need yeah, to listen yeah. to this or i'm just gonna die yeah um but something i did love was um our friend melissa mason who we mentioned last week she has the podcast all aussie mystery hour how we sort of talked about ted bundy and how i mean we didn't really mention it too much like we didn't say it was bad to think of him as hot but we were sort of like all the press basically just surrounding the fact that he's hot and like the swoon worthy guy that everyone's mm. like frothing over is kind of a bad thing considering he's a psychopath who murders and rapes and kidnaps women. Yeah. Um, but Mel kind of had a really good point in an article she wrote, which was for pedestrian, which was like, it's really important. We acknowledge that he was good looking and he was charming and he was charismatic because we can't just have this pigeonhole of murderers as being these like creepy looking, like mm. skinny men with glasses and Robert Durst like, mm. because the reason he got away with murdering so many women is because he did look like that. He was a lawyer. He was able to charm women. Like if he stopped you on the street and asked you for help, you probably would just think he was a normal guy. The guy you would trust. Yeah, yeah. And let your guard down and help him with whatever he asked or like, talk to him in a bar and girls sort of willingly got into cars with him i think yeah. and like and trusted he... him for lifts and stuff yeah and i feel like i like when you put it like that i think i would be the exact same because you have this weird perception of the seedy guy who you would kind of get a vibe off mm. and you would have this gut instinct about but obviously no one had that about him like so much so that the judge was even charmed by him mm. in his trial like a proper psychopath yeah yeah and she was just like it's so 
important that we don't brush over that fact because if we do, we're never going to realize that murderers can look. Like Chris Dawson, who has been arrested for the murder of his wife, mm. Lynette, I know we always talk about the teacher's bear, but he was a mo- he was a model. Everyone said he was good looking. Everyone said he was charismatic. He was a twin. He was mm. like, and that's one of the main reasons that the police probably didn't do a great job totally. because they didn't think he could have been the murderer. And I think with Ted Bundy, there was like uh, this assumption that he people probably didn't come forward saying they saw something suspicious because it didn't feel suspicious where there is definitely a certain type of guy that has probably been caught on crimes because people saw a weird looking dude Mm. lurking around that night or whatever whereas you would never think to report seeing a clean cut attractive guy in his 20s walking down the street no so yeah he used it in his favor so it is yeah that was such a good she even mel even said that um one of his colleagues she there were so many instances where she kind of thought, oh, like Ted was around that area that night or something, and she always just brushed it off for oh years and God. years and years because she never thought he would have been able to do it. Far it's just out. crazy. And even like Charles Manson, how there's all these movies coming out mm. about him. He was so charming that he managed to get people to murder for him. Yeah. We need to remember that murderers can be hot. Yes. <laughs> Very important sword <laughs> that we are willing to die on yes. here. Um, and another funny thing that I absolutely loved this week was Ariana Grande's tattoo. Yes. So explain this because this was like my worst nightmare when I was yeah. getting my so, culturally inappropriate tattoos in my early 20s. Yeah. So she got a tattoo which she thought in Japanese read Seven Rings, which is like the name of her new song. And she also got Seven Rings with all of her best friends. But it actually translated to Shirachirin, which means a small barbecue grill. <laughs> um and then fans kind of called her out and she realized her mistake and so she fixed it today to charcoal barbecue grill finger oh my god by accident by accident again she was trying to fix it but how did everyone see what the new one was she posted it she she posted it it because she thought it was fixed did she not get like a very fluent japanese speaker in for that second one i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i have a tattoo on my arm that says, um, <laughs> you not get a very Jesus. fluent Japanese person in? Yeah, like, wouldn't you really check mm. that time? I have a tattoo on my arm that says, Love yourself first in Arabic. And, Why? Um, I don't know. I just saw it like somewhere and I yeah. was like, I really like that. And I got it done. And I got it done before Selena Gomez got it done. But she, she has have the same thing. Exact same thing. What? And oh, I had a theory for a while because I, I, I'm i going to name drop now, but I interviewed Carly Kloss mm. like four years ago face to face. And she was like, oh, my God, what does that tattoo mean? And I was like, love yourself first. And she was like, oh, my God, I love that. And she was like, can I take a photo of it? And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. And she took some photos of it on her phone. She was like, that is so good. And then like really? a few months later, I saw Selena Gomez had it. And I was like oh my god like Carly showed Selena do they know each other well because like Taylor Swift yeah they know each other you know I was like maybe that's the reason Selena Gomez why have you never told me that because I feel like maybe Selena Gomez has had it longer but Uh, that was when I saw it but also cool that Carly Gloss loved it I know Hmm. yeah but um anyway I bring that up because I was so so scared of getting the wrong thing Mm. because I was like well, I just have what a tattoo a of a cat with two heads. Yeah, there's no getting it wrong there. <laughs> no. But I got, I got this translated a lot, and then I've had, like, several people, like, grab my arm and be like, 
love yourself first. Oh, that's nice. And I'm like, thank God. <laughs> Doesn't say like barbecue grill. <laughs> so good. This episode of After Work Drinks is brought to you by Puffier, which is very fitting, Izzy, as we're both writers. Yes, and we actually genuinely love stationery. I love a good notepad. Love a good personalized diary. As you know, this year I want to be very organized instead of my usual frazzled self, so I've got a notepad from Puffier's new Romance with Born collab. Very chic. They love a good designer collab, don't they? Yeah, they've done Mother of Pearl, House of Holland. What notepad did you go for? Mine is pink and it's covered in pictures of Elvis's face. Love that. Very you. What are the New Year's resolutions you're going to be using your puppier stationery for so i want to stamp out my habit of double booking what about you i've bought a second diary and i'm going to use it as a money diary oh very clever puppier is offering an exclusive discount of 15 percent off for after work drinks listeners just into after work drinks all one word at the checkout all of the stationery is printed in sydney ryan reynolds here from mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Which we love, and you get free delivery on all orders over $75. Thank you to Papier. We love you, Papier. Another thing we kind of wanted to touch on is so Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Yes, this is a huge. Me and Izzy have this thing where we're like, what should we talk about? What should we talk about this week? And the answer is of like usually right in front of our noses. And the exact thing we've been the talking one thing about. That we cannot stop talking about anyway. Yeah. So um, since the Star is Born came out, obviously. We loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go into the cinema. I wasn't a big Lady Gaga fan. No, no. But when I came out, I was like, I fucking love Lady mm. Gaga. And I got on her Instagram and I was like so upset that she wasn't actually Ellie in real life with mm-hmm. her brunette hair. But also, of course, you come out and Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga then walk onto a red carpet holding hands and you get caught up in this fantasy of the movie and you're just like, oh, wouldn't it be incredible if they were actually in love? And they do have incredible chemistry because they're really good actors Mm. and they put it on because they're trying to sell movie tickets. But now everyone's in this big thing where they're like, we need Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper to be together, which is like a little bit upsetting for probably Arena Shake, even though she's like the biggest supermodel in the world. She's just had a baby with Bradley Cooper that's one year old mm. and she would have been sitting at home this whole time while he's out on screen mm. and now the entire world is being like, dump your spouse. And Lady Gaga yes. is also engaged. Yeah, I think it's so interesting because it's, I don't know, we just spend too much time like projecting stories onto celebrities. But also I think... The part of this that's bad is like, this has happened so many times. This has actually happened so many times mm. where actors have met on set. They've been in relationships, they've been married, they've had families and they've cheated on their spouses with their on-screen love interests. Mm. 
and it's broken up marriages, it's broken hearts. It's like Jennifer Aniston, people. <laughs> Have, can we please not forget? Jen- okay, before we get into this, can we just quickly engage in a little bit of speculation and then talk about how wrong it is to do that? Yes. Do you think Gaga and Arena don't like each other? Well, I don't know. You you th- you think that, right? I feel like they don't dis- – like, I don't want to be like women against women. I just am like I feel like they're not friends. Mm. Well, you know, like they don't – I've looked. They don't follow each other on Instagram. And they were very awkward at the Golden Globes. I feel like they were awkward too. And I'm like I would think that you would put on a show of being friendly with each other mm. for the sake of quelling rumors. But there are no rumors yet. But not even rumors, just like vibes. You know Mm, what I mean? mm -hmm. Like, I feel like you'd put on a show of like, especially if you're Arena Shake. Like, Arena Shake is probably in the top three most beautiful women on the planet. Like, she's insane Mm. and like just so cool. Like, I just love like hearing her talk. Like, she's just so fucking cool. And didn't she used to go out with Ronaldo? Yeah. Mm. Crazy. Quite a history. Um, And she, I just feel like you'd, you'd make such a point of like, Hey, like getting mm. in the photos with them, like no beef. We're friends. How I'm, Anna Ferris was with Jennifer Lawrence when Chris Pratt was working with her. On yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That kind of thing. Mm. Just like a kind of, we're all friends. Like he's, she, he, she's my husband's coworker. Mm. Kind that of definitely thing. wasn't happening. And that wasn't the vibe. So yeah. If we're going to speculate as well, I have a theory I don't want her to act on this theory. I don't want him to act on this theory. But I have a theory that Lady Gaga does love Bradley Cooper. I get that vibe too. Yeah. I think that he like loves her as a person and really respects her as an actor and loves that he works with her. But I don't think he's in love with her. But I feel like she's kind of thinking that about him. Because I also feel like she, for your first acting gig, like he's an actor, he's been doing this his whole life. He studied acting, Mm. you know, like him creating chemistry with someone or whatever is part of his job. Whereas this is her first time Mm. acting. So it's a very weird sensation. I can imagine to be like your first role, you're with a very, very handsome man. He's very talented. He's very charismatic. He's a very kind person. He's so talented with mm. music on top of everything mm. else and it's your job to just hook up all day every day for six months like oh, it'd be it'd hard be not to get a bit carried away like you understand what happens mm. yeah because you're in like you must be just in a little world of your own absolutely and you're and supposed to be in for character hours a you're day. supposed to be you're saying i love you to someone and lying in bed beside them like i know there's camera yes. crew around but still and there's also like he would have just been so busy all the time and Arena was probably like, oh, my God, come home. I'm so sick of doing everything. Mm. So he'd be like, oh, the old ball and chain. <laughs> the old supermodel. <laughs> the old supermodel ball and chain. Yeah, and did you see the Las Vegas performance? Yes, yes. So this raised questions for me. <laughs> yeah. I under- Firstly, Bradley Cooper just came across as this really, like, awkward daggy oh, dad so cute it was she obviously so pulled him on stage and he had no idea do you he think looked, yeah, yeah he looked so nervous he was really like trying to like and he, obviously it would be horrible because you wouldn't it's the same thing he got on stage and he wouldn't be able to hear himself properly and, and he was so out of tune and he was like um was when, so she, when she was doing her like oh 
Yeah. He was like, he just didn't know what to do. He had nothing to do. So if you watch back, he kind of does this awkward, like semi strumming his guitar thing. But he has like, no guitar. But he's like kind of doing it. But then he realizes he can't sustain that for longer than like four seconds. So he stops, <laughs> but he has nowhere to sit. So he tries it again. And it's just, I just couldn't stop looking That's at him. The best. And then she just stares at him so lovingly. And I'm like, you're not in character now, Stephanie. Like, mm. <laughs> no, and the first few minutes she's like sitting down and has her head on his lap and yeah, then she it's fully, a lot and yeah. she fully grabs him mm-hmm. and pulls him beside her mm-hmm. and puts her arms around him puts her head on him like i think that maybe she loves him but also i just think that we need to be more mindful because the thing is if bradley cooper and lady gaga did actually get together no one would be happy about it like if they actually got together and arena shake will and Arena Shake was heartbroken with this one-year-old child and it was this full messy thing. Mm. People would be like... But guys, this is the problem is that men always survive these things. Like, we're getting quite off track now, but, like, <laughs> he would be fine. Oh, yeah, he would be you fine. You know, but... like, look what Brad did to Jen and everyone still loves Brad. And everyone was sort of like Team Jen or Team Ange when it's like, yeah, no, Brad. How about fucking... Team Anyone but Brad? Yeah, like, he's, he's actually a fucking dirtbag. Dirt and have you heard this whole thing now about how he's like meant to be dating Charlize Theron mm-hmm. and she's like Angelina Jolie's nemesis? Like, can yes. he just stop bouncing from like foe to foe to foe of mm. his exes? Yeah, I just, I don't know. Every time I think about this whole breaking up a couple thing i just can't yeah i'm just taking it very literally but i'm also very wary of the fact that like they're putting on a whole show for the cameras and they want to get attention about attention for the movie and he is he's just absolutely gunning it for some sort of oscar so he's probably like at this point i'll do anything (laughs) yeah but they they jumped the gun with the release i feel i feel like it shot them in the foot because it came out so early yeah um anyway but but also Mm. (laughs) couples that end up leaving their partners yes and get together on movies they never last they i can't think of one that's lasted no Mm, no exactly so it wouldn't be good anyway we'd all end up heartbroken in the end yeah and i think it's like we need to be careful it's fun to engage as we just did in like speculation but also, like, these are actually real people. <laughs> like, these are real people's lives. Like, if you just had a baby and your husband was, like, doing all this stuff and it was, like, marred by this sort of, like, weird I get story. angry if a woman, like, sits beside Anton on the train, <laughs> let alone if he I was know. going to work with a really, really talented, incredible, famous singer every day. I know. And they were hooking up. Like, I would just die. I would never be able to date an actor. Oh, never. This is why they all date each other. Yeah. I'm convinced this is why. It's not just because they're all attractive. It's because it's like, who else could you deal with going to work every day and like having to hook up with like Blake Lively yeah. or like... They date each other or they date like a supermodel who would just be like not yes. that intimidated. That's the thing. I'm like not worried about Arena because like I don't think there's a woman on this planet that could intimidate her. Mm. I think she's probably quite secure. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure she's secure, but I'm sure she's just like, I think you'd still just be, you'd still just feel kind of shit that everyone wants your partner to be with someone else. Like you'd just be like, well, that's And I think it's also, she's incredibly, incredibly private. Mm. That's her whole thing. I feel like that's why they walked the red carpet at the Golden Globes. Do you think? They've they've never walked... red carpet like at an award ceremony before no and they've never like they're never on social media Mm. they're very very they never talk about each other in interviews they're incredibly private about their relationships and i think people forget that 
that's usually a really good sign in my mm. experience. If couples are like that, that usually means that they stay together for a long time because they're taking the relationship very seriously. So like that's probably a lot more precious and serious to him than his very public, open, promotional thing that we see yeah. with Lady yeah. Gaga. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Because that's what we see for a five-minute snippet w- at a time. Yeah, we he think never that walks the red carpet holding hands with Arena. Yeah, so because she's like, like his soulmate probably. Yeah. Also, it's a real side note, but um, the photos of them at Wimbledon when they're obviously having a fight are the most iconic photos they're ever. They're so iconic. But did you not see that thing that was like, if you zoom out, it's clear he's just talking to his friend, not her. Uh, there was like a whole thing where he was like laughing about it. And he was like, they, he was like, I was like to her, were we fighting then? And she was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and if you zoom out, he's like talking to a guy and she's just focusing on the game. Uh, and it looks like he's trying to talk to her. But if you cut out, there's like another dude who's being like, yeah, and responding. Oh, so good. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I wish it was just them having a it's fight. So, yeah. I, was just I like, feel like that's is- played into this whole conversation. Because the only time we've ever seen them together is that Wimbledon appearance. When they look like they're fighting. Where they look like they were fighting and mm. then now. Yeah. There's like, no other time that you've seen them like. Yeah, yeah. I think they like went to the Met Gala once. but that Yeah. Was, that was when no one was like. Whereas Lady Gaga is just like, he's the only man who's ever believed in <laughs> yeah. me. I adore him. He's perfect. He's my soulmate. He's and just blah, fi- blah. Little, like, little things like fixing his bow tie. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. like she's literally said something like we're like creative soulmates or something. you know what i mean like it's a bit much so we all know that girl yeah we actually i yeah yes we I, all know the girl who just like weasels in yeah and it's just like oh my god and you're like oh do not engage <laughs> yeah that's enough So something that we, me and you and a lot of people we know were like caught up with this week was an article on Fashionista about the future of the sort of fashion editor or magazine editor and and the rise of, I guess, the professional influencer in terms of someone who maybe has like a traditional magazine or journalism job who's also sort of an influencer on the side. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's something that we think about and talk about a lot there's a seemingly endless flurry of think pieces about influencers are they good are they bad um what's their role and this whole article is interesting because it sort of was suggesting that the future of journalism specifically is to have like a traditional job and on the side be a sort of influencer yeah like a a secret like like moonlight as an influencer almost their kind of their end point was just like yeah perfect so keep your job but also be an influencer it's like yeah Yeah, if if it was that easy everyone would be an influencer we actually got sent a study i bookmarked it because i was like this is crazy a couple of weeks ago and um i think it was actually by oppo the phone brand and they found that 86 percent of i think it was young australians Oh, no, 86% of Generation Z would take on a full-time job as an influencer. Yeah. 86% would just leave their job. Right. And take and become a full-time influencer. I think this really relates to that story that we were both talking about a couple of weeks ago. It was, like, very viral about by Anne Helen Peterson mm-hmm. about millennial burnout on BuzzFeed, mm. which was, like, a big talking point over the summer. Mm. Um, and 
it, it sort of talked about how we are now in this generation where we're in a constant state and flux of anxiety because we're kind of told that the reason you don't have enough money and the reason you can't buy a house is because you're not working hard enough, basically. Like we're kind of encouraged to have a full-time steady job that we used to career for, but yes. also to have a side hustle and also as a personal brand or five a, times yeah. a week and also to have your Instagram yes. and also to have this and that and all these other things. And that we should have like two careers. Like we should have a career it's mm. a proper career, quote unquote. And then we should also be like creating, curating wonderful personal brands as a side hustle and job. Even just reading that article made me feel so tired. Mm. And it was just so obvious. It's like, you're supposed to be focused on sleep. You're supposed to, like mm. sleep is such an important thing yeah. for our health. Mm. And we're supposed to get like eight hours a night, but no one is doing that. Because like we talked about on the podcast ages ago, mm. everyone's spooking this idea that you're supposed to get up at 5am and get through like 400 emails before six mm. and then have your like Pilates session and go for a run and have a green juice and then do another two hours on your side project before you head to the office at 9am and then you finish at five and then you catch up with friends. Yes. It's just go, go, go. Totally. I think what we like have realized more and more is that it's very unfair to blame this phenomenon on influences themselves it's this weird thing now where we're simultaneously encouraged to have a a side hustle and use the internet to make money and then when people actually do use the internet to make money we then just start to make fun of them and hate them and yeah make them feel shit about themselves like they're pimping themselves out it's like this uh, yet another example of how it's lose lose yeah and you're supposed to have you especially in our industry like we talked about last week like having a personal brand and then you feel like an idiot when you post a photo of yourself but then you're supposed to do that for your job it's also it's like a very viable career now like that idea that 86 percent of oh my god youth would be influencers like it's a really attractive lucrative lifestyle because you it's a very modern way to work it's like Mm. you work on your own terms you work your own hours you have like we know like a lot of girls who are influencers who are extremely hard working who Mm. are actually a lot savvier than we are absolutely actually utilizing a lot of skills that we don't have we're working across like the business side the creative side Mm. the editorial side the artistic side i ask a lot of them for help all the time just about everything even about like little podcast things i'll message them because they're so smart yes and this idea that they're somehow vacuous or stupid because their role involves posting photos of themselves on the internet it's like such a tiny part of what they do it's just it's just kind of funny to me how everyone like so gleefully shits on influencers when i think secretly everyone kind of wishes that yeah and also, been the ones yeah, to think exactly. of doing it like 100%. Yeah. and obviously there's some pretty funny examples like we're talking about legit actual influencers who are business-minded and who have all these like most of them have little fashion collaborations they have like sunglass ranges they yeah, have we're talking about like nicole warren and yeah. carmen hamilton and brooke testoni and talking, uh, sarah crampton but, like very legitimate impressive uh polished business women yes. who've like forayed into fashion labels and whatnot but obviously they're like one percent of what also <laughs> the funniest thing is. ever so uh, I found an article on the Atlantic when I was when I was researching this, and it's funny because I was like, I know I sent Grace an email. I was like, I know that we're talking about how influencers are good, but this is the funniest thing I've ever read. Yeah, and it was just all these fake like self-proclaimed influencers email all these hotels in the Maldives, and they'll have like two thousand followers, and they'll Love. be like, I want six nights free accommodation <laughs> in exchange for posting about your thing, and they were saying that they get so. 
I'll do two posts on Instagram to like 2,000 followers. It's people with 600 Facebook friends saying, hi, I'm an influencer. I want to stay in your hotel for seven days. <laughs> Others send vague online emails like, I want to collaborate you with no further explanation. Um, <laughs> and they said they get like 20 direct inquiries a day. Oh my a day that they have to sift through. Is it like a very specific Instagrammy hotel where they've got like all those pictures with yeah, like the like, hammocks and yeah. yeah. It's so funny. I guess people's idea now is that you just sort of like just try what you can. Like what's the harm in trying? Yeah. It's hard because there's no like – I do think that maybe people see it. I'm sure if we spoke to a lot of successful influences about this that they'd say there are a lot of people that see what they do is very easy and like yes, think it's absolutely. super easy to emulate and are just taking the glossy shiny stuff and not mm. looking at all the behind the scenes yeah stuff. like i messaged our friend and i was like hey what filter do you use because we're yeah. starting at instagram she's like i don't use a filter i edit all my photos um using like these individually on lightbox <laughs> on her computer oh i was like God, i was like yeah. yeah no like no shit no wonder they look so good i loved that thing you shared on our facebook group ages ago about um was that the Atlantic as well? About all these um, influencers who'd like been doing fake sponsored, sponsored content, content yeah. that wasn't real mm. to like align themselves with brands that hadn't paid the money. I know. I'm so, I'm like so into that. that. It's so funny. Because some of them was, yeah, it's like us being like, this episode is brought to you by Dom Perignon. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and Chanel, like the yeah. fragrance. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> FYI, before so we, we get, get like, a season to season from them. But that's like the whole concept. So people are saying like hashtag gift with like a picture of a, mm. a designer handbag when they bought it themselves because they're hoping that then other designers. It's kind of like a, I guess, a smart strategy because mm. a certain brand will think another brand's advertising with you and blah, blah, blah. There's definitely a lot of the old like uh, – accounts with 60,000 followers and each each post gets like a hundred likes and you're like something's not adding up here I think there's a lot of treachery Mm. but even like these hotels in the Maldives they were like we know yeah (laughs) they they have to learn yeah they were like there's so many bot accounts now where people have um this many followers but all we look at is engagement I was like you guys are more savvy than so savvy but you just have to be I guess Mm. it's I, I find it really interesting the business aspect of it like there's this whole thing now, like the rise of the micro-influencer because the huge influencers have become so massive mm. that they're super selective with the brands that they work with. So if you're like a mid-tier brand, you either can't afford to or don't want to. I heard recently about a very prominent pop model in the States who was offered 400000 USD for a single Instagram story post and she didn't do it. So like... The money, the money being bandied around here is like no joke. For yeah. Instagram story, mm. like that's fucking wild. I would sell my soul for that oh much God. money. I would post about like anything, like an asbestos. I would house. go on a board saying I had like herpes for that much money. <laughs> <laughs> you know how those giddy stock image people just say it was the like end of their lives when they became a board i thought you meant like no like, like a billboard yeah. <laughs> you know have you heard from that guy who was the giddy stock images guy and he was just like i've been on board saying i have genital herpes oh my like God, all this really? stuff and he's just the face of these brands because you yeah. can get his photo for free yeah i would do that for that much money yeah for I'm, sure for yeah. sure i wouldn't even think twice yeah i, I would know. get to herpes for that <laughs> anyway on the topic of influencers we're once again going to spruik 
our two influencers two over influences here, right here, with one Instagram account called After Get Work, Us to the Maldives. Called <laughs> After Work Drinks Podcast. You'll see us in the Maldives soon if yes. you all follow us. Thank you very much. Enjoy your week. We're sorry if something happens in between now and the next week because Grace is in Tasmania and we're not going to be covering yeah, so it. If I get like possessed by the yeah, exactly. Mm. Or if I get like possessed and never come back. I, I'm like always afraid that this huge news story is going to break tomorrow, but we would have recorded earlier. I know tomorrow it's probably going to be like sorry for yawning then. <laughs> <laughs> it is I know. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, tomorrow it's probably going to be like I don't know. Another Weinstein scandal. Yeah, exactly. And we'll just be like, should Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga be together? Okay, please rate, please review, please subscribe, and please follow us and join our Facebook community, After Work Drinks write Podcast. A, write, write a kind review. Yeah, that would be great. Bye. 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 What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.